You're listening to World of WWE, a WWE podcast. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning into World of WWE, a WWE podcast. I am joined by my co-host Carlos today, and we are going over NXT New Year's Evil on our recap today. How are you doing, Carlos? I'm good, guys. I'm I'm just I'm I'm planning on getting my braces today. I'm really nervous, but I got this. You got this, man. Listen, um, didn't Cesaro have to wear braces at at one point because his teeth didn't they like go up into his gums or something? Yeah, I, I think I remember that. It was he they um they he he got a face full of turnbuckle and then his his teeth got pushed and he I, I think he just he just had to wear like a mouthpiece like whenever he wrestled. He still does. Like a mouth guard, okay. You will be okay, man. We'll be praying for you. As long as you have that laughing gas, you should be okay. Or another option for laughing gas could be seeing Lana in a wrestling match. Anyway, wrestling match. <laughs> seeing Lana in a wrestling match is another way to have laughing gas. Because she sucks. Yeah. Well, so NXT New Year Evil. First of all, did you have an New Year's Eve, Carlos? You didn't get to talk until now. Our, our viewers, our listeners haven't heard from you in a while. So what's been going on? I think it was good, man. Just kept it low. Spent some time at house and family's house in Long Island. Uh, Long Island. Same thing as I had to work the next day, so. Long Island. I've never been there, but I've always wanted to go. It's really like country. Not not really like the city. It's really like quiet country. So mm. Okay. I think it's not where Mick Foley's from. I think so, yeah. Maybe Rhode Island. I don't remember. But yeah, I think somewhere on here. One of the islands. All right. Well, listen. I know myself and all the listeners are praying and hoping that things go well today for your, um, that disappointment, but it'll be okay. You got this, man. Got this. All right, so let's jump right into New Year's Evil. I was excited because it's another sort of super card type show for NXT. It wasn't a takeover, it wasn't a pay per view, it was a super card, but I thought it was really good. So we open up right away with Dexter Miss. He walks up to a podium in the dark. He's in the Capitol Wrestling Center, which is where NXT takes place. And he ended up pulling a lever, and then the lights come up in the arena, and we see the logo for New Year's Evil, and we know shit's about to start. So, um, our first match of the night starts. We have Karen Cross with Scarlett taking on Damian Priest. Um, my first thought is, hello, Scarlett. Hello, Karen. Welcome back. <laughs> but Scarlett stayed for a little bit while longer. Um, I was excited to see that back. I think Karen Cross is such a great, like, villain heel. He's so good at just making you think he's this crazy psycho monster. And I still don't understand his whole, like, backstory. Why is he this bad of a person but maybe they'll tell us down the line but i do like his pairing with scarlet that's his wife in real life so they do make a great pairing um i'll give you my notes for this match i thought it was a good match i felt like it was just two big dudes just kicking the living crap out of each other um both men took huge bumps in this match damian priest took a really huge sort of like power bomb and i don't know if you saw it but it, it like he landed on his neck and it looked really 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 bad um just two beef powerhouses going at it and then Karrion cross got the win after he hit his side suplex spinning and then a running arm to damian priest's back of the head Karrion cross comes out your winner what did you think of that match Okay, so I, I really like I'm gonna I'm gonna like piggyback off what you said. I really enjoy carrying Cross to and Scarlet. It really kind of Alexa Bliss and the Fiend. I feel like that would be a really good match, mm. a mixed like mixed match kind of. Yeah, um, I could see that. But 
but yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see like see more of him. Or like, I, I can imagine like if there was an actual crowd there, they would be all singing like, to his song. Yeah, bow and pray. Fall and pray during. Uh, during the pandemic so like nobody nobody actually had a chance to see him in person yeah i can't wait for that spectacle to come again because wwe's been missing that um and i think they were going to have fans for the royal rumble but they said that it would take too much time to reconstruct the thunderdome can i say something Take those fucking losers off the video screen wall and put real people in there. I don't need to see Johnny with his raw t-shirt or Mark with his glasses or, you know, like, I don't need to see that shit. I want to see the fans and the fact that. I liked it when, uh, like, when they first started in the performance center with people banging on the plexiglass. I like that. That, Yeah, like in NXT, they do that. Um, but WWE is not doing that for the Royal Rumble. They said that it would take too long to reconstruct everything. But but Karrion Cross is a bad dude, and I can't wait to see um, as fans come back the reception he receives. So next, we go to Adam Cole and Roderick Strong backstage. They talk about the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. And Roderick Strong and Adam Cole are teaming up in the Dusty Road Classic Tournament. Um, Adam Cole says that Kyle O'Reilly will become the undisputed NXT champion tonight. Then we have our NXT Cruiserweight Championship match. The Cruiserweight Champion Santos Escobar with Legado Del Fantasma taking on Grand Metalik with Lince Dorado. Um, I thought it was a good Cruiserweight match. Um, I thought that Grand Metalik had a great showing off in this match. I thought I didn't really pay much attention to him before, but after this match, I definitely am. Um, Santos Escobar got the win after a Phantom Driver. I thought it was a very good match. Both men looked great. It defied the odd, the expectations that I had for the Cruiserweight match, but I really liked it. What did you think? I, I agree with you. I really, I really thought the match was really good. It was a lot of high flying moves. Um, they, they gave it their all. Uh, but I, I feel like um, Grand Mess League's like really underrated. He's been getting better and better like every match he has. It's just yep. he has they haven't been being used that much. But I really like Lucha House Party like, together. Um, I feel like he showed really good like in the match against Andrew Styles for the icing championship. That was a really good one. I um, he, he just gave it to, he he just keeps getting better and better. I feel like he's a future champion, like singles competitor. Here is my problem with, um, okay, when it comes to groups, think about in real life, you're friends with people that you have something in common with, right? Now, listen, I know they're luchadors, I get that, but aside from the fact that they're luchadors, what makes them want to be a team still? Because I think that for factions to be good, there has to be a reason why they're working together. The problem with Lucha House Party is they never really started off with anything, you know? They didn't have any momentum. It's like they kept losing their matches. They started fighting with each other. Now that storyline was thrown out the window. Now they're friends again. Like, like there's no sort of momentum for them. And you kind of they get lost in the scuffle. And I think that I feel like the cruiserweights shouldn't be in a group unless they're doing like the, like they did in WCW. They did the Latino world order where it was just all Hispanic wrestlers, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Juventud Guerrero, Psychosis, La Parca, all of these, uh, 
um, Hispanic wrestlers, they were a group because they wanted to represent their culture and felt like WCW wasn't representing them enough. That was their storyline. However, here it's just like, oh, we both wear masks, so it's okay. Um, so, um, so yeah. But I think that we have to get each member their own spot. And I think with Lince Dorado, Grand Madalik, and Kalisto, I think they're all great wrestlers. And I think that they would do well on their own. But, I, yeah. you know. Then I really we, like Lucha. The Lucha Dragons were really good. They yeah. Were, really that was a great tag team, the Lucha Dragons. It made sense. This just does the pairing, like, yes, they're luchadors, but, like, why do we care about you guys? I want I want to care, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Kalisto's not even a part of them anymore. Just like, oh, yeah, he's not, right? He's, in, he's on SmackDown, yeah. I, I think I saw him on in the he was one of the lumberjacks in that in that biggie match. Oh. That's the last time I saw him. Well there you go. I mean all right, well Mercedes Martinez, she's backstage. And she basically tells Io Shirai that she's coming for her. I'm excited for this match because Mercedes Martinez has been an indie star for a long time. She's had matches against Beth Phoenix and many other female competitors. And she's just great. So I'm excited to see Mercedes and Io Shirai when that happens. Next comes an interesting moment. Zia Lee comes out with Boa. And I thought they had a very cool entrance. There's this weird figure. Dory thinks it's a guy. I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. It looks like manly because it has like very like big hands and stuff. I don't know. But it's this figure... And they are like worshiping Zaylee and Boa are looking at that person as if like they like their master kind of. I don't know. It's like a weird relationship with this like person in the chair. So she beats this jobber really quickly with a huge spinning kick to the face. Um, and it was just a quick match. It was a way to get Zaylee and Boa exposed after the storyline started. And we now know that Zaylee is going to be a badass, and it's going to be. She might take on the NXT Women's Champion down the line. What did you think of this? Yeah, that, I, I didn't really pay too much attention to it. I, I did watch it. It was really good. Um, it was just too too quick. I feel like they could they 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 shouldn't have like gave her a job or like that. They should have just like gave her someone like like more experience in there. You know? Yeah, like, I agree. Moon or something. I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah, they should have done. Um, something different a little bit, but like that, that just was really weird. I you know I saw like their like these people they've been doing like paper packages like they're in like a dark forest. Yeah, but now I now I'm starting to see like that's what they were building up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I love when they do these things where there's mystery people and we don't know who they are. I love that shit. Um. Okay, so now we go to a scene where we see that Timothy Thatcher is not clear to compete tonight in the, um, I think it's the fight pit. So that match has been scrapped. Next we see Bronson Reed. He says that will be a colossal year for him. So that's exciting. Bronson Reed's a big dude. Excited to see what he does in 2021. Now we come to the last woman standing match. Raquel Gonzalez taking on Rhea Ripley. I thought this was a very good match. This was my favorite match on the card up until the main event. Um, yeah, mine too. 
it's actually the second match of the night that's match that I like paid most attention to. Yep. There was a moment where Raquel went through a glass door. Um, there was a a cool moment where Dakota Kai came in, she got involved, but she ended up being stuck in a locker. I don't know how she fit in there. Um, Raquel pump handled slam Rhea Ripley through the stage, but Ra- Raquel got up and she was the victor. I thought it was a great last woman standing match. I like the storytelling, the fact that they used to be best friends and now they are enemies. And Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, like they were talking about how they have like a matching tattoo that says R and R. Um, so knowing that they're friends, they're going to want to have a hell of a match for each other. And they did. They, they really delivered in my opinion. I thought they had a great match. I definitely recommend checking that one out. What did you think, Carlos? I, I definitely agree with you. That match is great. Um, I, I feel like they, the, uh, they, they could have, they, the last minute, the last woman standing match could have like been a little bit more, like gave it a more time, I guess. Mm. Um, but I, but I really enjoyed the spots that they had. Like, I really really saw how what, what would happen there like she she power bombed her through the stage right or yeah so she like yeah she gave like a pump handle slam through the stage and they yeah, both I went like, through it I, yeah. I just saw like what fell through the floor i'm like holy shit I have a fun fact supposedly Raquel Gonzalez went on a date with Braun Strowman what a couple that would be seriously yeah I mean I don't know if they're together but they went on a date oh my god she had herself a date all right she got those hands. She did. She got both those hands on everywhere. Okay, so now we see the way they come down. They're driving in the arena. They finally come into the ring. Johnny Gargano says he reversed his curse of losing the North American title on his first title defense. <clears throat> and he's just going on and on. Candice LeRae tells him he's powerful. And she gives him a plaque about his title win. <clears throat> then they present johnny with a marvel poster kind of looks like marvel it's austin theory johnny gargando johnny gargano indy hartwell and candace LeRae, and it's just a poster of them and then johnny gargano announces that he and austin theory are going to be involved in the dusty road tag team classic this year but then shotzi blackheart comes out and she has her tank and austin theory comes up to her and she shoots like a little missile I don't know what it was, and it kind of hit him in his private area. And then Shotzi sent Candice LeRae outside. And then the mixed tag match is made. Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano against the team of Shotzi Blackheart and Kushida, who came down to help. It was a good mixed tag match. Um, Indy Hartwell and Austin Theory got involved, but that allowed Johnny Gargano to get sent into Austin Theory's private area. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Why am, why am I talking about that again? Yeah, that happened afterwards. Okay. And then Gushida rolled up Johnny Gargano. So there was a mix, a miscue, definitely, by the way, this week. What did you think? I, so I was telling you probably yesterday, I really enjoyed the way, like, the, that whole group, like, I guess, I guess really, it's like power couple kind of, and they add, like, they add people, like, to their kind of family. Yeah. But I really, Johnny Gargano is really good. Um, yeah. I, I, they definitely weren't expecting a match, and they were like still dressed in their in their like dress clothes, like, like yeah, what? yeah. It was a good match. I haven't seen a mixed tag team match in a while like that. Yeah, it was um, decent. It was but okay. I'm not, I'm not really feeling Shotzi Blackheart. 
Uh, no, I don't really like her. Yeah, she she has her moments where she does some good things. Then she has moments where she's not so great, for sure. Then we get an announcement. NXT TakeOver is coming back Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2021. TakeOver. I'm excited. I wonder what they're going to do for Valentine's Day. And now we are at the moment we all have been waiting for our main event. But before we go into our main event, I want to first let you guys know about some um, exciting news. And it's time to take care of some business. I want to let you all know where you can listen to World of WWE. We are on numerous streaming platforms. You could hear us on Spotify, Anchor, Radio Public, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and just added today, Apple Podcasts. So be sure to check us out, subscribe, like, leave a comment, do all that good stuff, as we love to hear from you all. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Please send us a comment, subscribe. We love hearing from you, and we like communicating with you all and discussing WWE. So make sure you check us out on any of those platforms and give us a like and subscribe. Thank you all for listening. You can also check our Instagram where we post like little previews of our our content that we post and little like what's going to happen, what's going to go down that day. Exactly. Yes. Um. So we will be doing that as well. So Instagram, Facebook, World of WWE. We'll put in all the information. But yes, you can hear us now anywhere, pretty much. So make sure you are tuning in. Okay, we are at our main event, the NXT Championship. The NXT Champion Finn Balor defending the title against Kyle O'Reilly in a rematch from NXT TakeOver 31. It was a decent match. Um, Kyle O'Reilly um, uses his mouth to get to, to the rope break, which is always interesting. But Finn Balor kicked the rope, causing um, Kyle O'Reilly to really hurt his jaw. The trainer came down, and Kyle O'Reilly says that he can keep on fighting. I don't know if that's a smart idea, but he shows it. I thought it was a very good match. It was like Mortal Kombat, in my opinion. It was like two guys with similar styles just going at it and kicking the living shit out of each other. The ending comes when Finn Balor kicks Kyle O'Reilly in the liver, and he applies a chokehold, making Kyle O'Reilly tap out. The ending saw, towards the end, we see the, we saw that Finn Balor got busted open above his eye. It was a really bad cut, and it was a very good match. What did you think? Yeah, definitely. I gave it a 10 out of 10. But I, that's crazy. Like, like every match that they have, they both get hurt. Yeah. Like, like they both get hurt. That you can tell that they have really good chemistry together. I don't think this is all between them. No, and it, they they have a lot of hard hit hard hitting, um, experiences. They're very just in their face and everything. So I enjoyed this pay per view. I thought it was a great show. I thought it was an, well, not pay per view, the supercar. I thought it was a great show. It was an amazing start to 2021. NXT is just getting better and better. What are your final thoughts on the supercard, NXT New Year's Evil? I thought it was, I don't really watch NXT that much. I'm starting, I'm starting to get into it more of it now. I'm getting to know, like, know who the people are, the storylines, everything. But, but yeah, I thought it was a good show to watch. The last one that I watched was uh, the one before SummerSlam. That's the last NXT pay per view I actually watched, like, pay attention to. Okay. But I like how things are going there. Which match and and who do you think stood out the most to you from this uh, Supercard? Uh, I would say the, the last one with Sammy match. 
Okay, good. Me too. I I also thought that was the standout match for sure. But thank you for joining me again, Carlos. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. Um, We will be back next Friday with our next NXT recap. Um, I want to go over quickly our schedule. So you are aware of the times that we are available and when you can look to hear us for new episodes to drop. So every single Tuesday is our SmackDown recap. Every Wednesday, we have our Raw recap. Every Thursday is Throwback Thursday, where you jump in our time machine and we go over important historical WWE moments on that specific day. And as I said, Friday is our NXT recap. We also do countdown shows, different specials, including Ladies of the Ring and the Attitude Era. All those are popping up soon. Once again, be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Mia. And I'm Carlos. And you're listening to World of WWE. Take care.